You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to today's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor. Dennis Dick with you this morning. We are mostly green on the screen heading into the final trading day of the week. Semiconductors are in play today. A potential uh, deal on that front and also a pre-announcement from earnings from NXPI. So we'll talk about that. Uh, going to talk about oil, going to talk about pod stocks, going to talk about GameStop. Uh, Jason Raznick will be our guest today. He will be joining us from New York City, where he is uh, out there uh, meeting with some clients. So Jason will be on the show at around 8.40 today and uh, giving us his thoughts on whatever uh, is in his portfolio right now. Uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. any likes, uh, subscribes, and super chats. And let's throw it to Joel now. Joel, update us on what exactly is happening here in the overnight trading session. Uh, just a little more green on the screen. Uh, we even got a bump between that four fifth, uh, the 5 p.m. close and that 6 p.m. open. Open higher. Uh, got up to 34.60. Not seeing much up there, folks. Uh, big target, juicy target today would be 34.76 and a quarter, September 4th high. Coming back on the downside, you got a little gap to fill. Love to see the market at unchanged. Couldn't get filled there last night at 34.37.50. Uh, crude in the red here by a 37 cents at 40.82. And everyone is bullish oil. We'll talk about that when uh, Triple D comes on. Uh, gold over 1900 here, up $24.90. Gold bugs doing their bidding today. Uh, you have silver. Up 65 cents at uh, 24.53, and Bitcoin clears that $11,000 hurdle. It's up $195 at 11,150. Uh, what a week, Triple D! Are we going to end on the highs for the week? The old Friday rally close on the highs for the week. There's been no dip to be had and it's full on FOMO, fear of missing out, just continuing to drive us. I thought yesterday, you know, maybe we'd get a turn in the markets not to be had. Tech did turn 
um, you actually saw a lot of your leaders become laggards, but the laggards led so much. You saw so many stocks just blasting off. Stocks like GameStop, let's squeeze the hell out of the shorts. Anything with a high short interest yesterday was blasting off into orbit. So the rotation here, driving the market higher, leaders became laggards, laggards became leaders. What I'm talking about is Peloton in the red yesterday. Stocks like Zoom in the red yesterday. The stocks that have been the leaders and you're seeing stocks like General Electric, which actually gets some love from Goldman Sachs. Really? Um, yes, it did. Um, trading higher here. So, I mean, this is what this market is. It's an all about rotation. And once again, the old value trade is starting to show some life, but it always seems like every time the value trade starts to show some life, it turns around and gets slammed. So is it different this time? I guess that's the question, but we've been saying that for years. So I don't know if I'm playing it, that it's different. Wow. Let's, let's, we haven't talked about GE and uh, forever. What yeah. did, uh, what did Goldman Sachs have to say about GE? I think they gave a buy rating on it and the really? price target at 10 bucks. Am I correct there, Mr. Israel? I don't know. I, I, I don't have the price target, but I, I do have the buy rating. So I'm with Buy you. rating. I believe ah. it's 10. I believe it's 10. I, I just skimmed over it. But I mean, you look at the stock. Yep. I, now I got it. $10. Confirmed yep, 10. Price target. Uh, they like Larry Culp, like what he's doing. And Turnaround I, story. <laughs> Goldman Sachs on board. I mean, it needed a catalyst, right? We have not seen positive commentary on General Electric in a long that. time. When's the so, last time someone's given it a buy rating? Uh, let's go uh, into the pro and con. I, 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 yeah. I, it's been a while. Been a while. Five years? <laughs> Not five <laughs> years, but it feels like five years. Well, let's see. Go Sorting by date. Probably five months. Feels like oh, five the months. buy rating? Initiated with a buy? I'll go it's a quick one on that. Longer than five. No, nah, there's, there's enough coverage. There's probably somebody in there in the last five months. I'll actually take you on that. I'm going to get a quick lunch from you right now. Initiation. Right, so I, initiation okay. with a buy. Let's talk initiation. In the last five months. Right, not, a, you know, not an upgrade. Initiation or an upgrade to a buy. Initiation or an upgrade. Initiation or an upgrade or just initiation? No, yeah, I said initiation. Upgrade's fine, too. Upgrade's but harder that's to That's not get. what I said said dennis don't start out this morning on a bad oh foot I said, no one is we're gonna fight already it's too early to fight joel <laughs> the last we fight you anymore the, the last initiation we have in benzinga pro uh on ge at a buy was from gobelli and company that's from 2018 that's the last holy mackerel right? that is you're not getting that lunch because we never yummy yummy you're not okay, getting and you uh, owe me like 25 lunches and you owe mitch a lunch now too so send the that soup property? to mitch all right. Uh, when's the last someone upgraded it? I know the uh, initiation like, at Gabelli. Like February. February. Who February. upgraded in February? Who's that? You would have lost that too. No, I'm sorry, March. Uh, you lost that ooh, too. Somebody Dennis. upgraded this in March? Yikes, what day in March? <laughs> uh, Stephen Tusa, March 2nd. JP Morgan. Tusa upgraded it March 2nd. Tusa, what are you he, doing? He our eternal bear. Upgraded at the wrong the time. He, he upgraded the neutral. The last upgrade to buy was uh, from B of A in January. Wow. What do you think here? You think we get to seven in this puppy? Uh, we're filling the gap. I don't know why we had to gap down. Maybe it's when uh, another SEC investigation or something. But uh, haven't hit seven yet. Big sellers at seven. Room up to 720 on this. I know Des is going to say, I'm not chasing GE up 38 cents or 31 cents. So it, it's getting love. The value yeah. trade is on, but you know, it's a trade I'd chase it maybe. Right. You know, you get a little pullback, 681. I'm interested. 
But again, look at Boeing. So we have precedents here. You know, Kramer coming out going, bye-bye, Boeing, it's time to buy. And it goes up to like 171, 172 that day, actually up to 175. And then they pull the rug out from under with the tweet. And so you seem to always get a second chance on these things. Buy the dip and sell the rip is the name of the game. It's not buy the rip and sell the dip. So when you're selling the dip, you lose bets to Mitch like I did in work and Slack because I sold the dip that day thought and saying that Slack could go down to 20 and it just turned around and buy the dip wins again. So eternally buy the dip. You know, what's a little disappointing is that, well, not disappointing, but the, the reaction to the market yesterday uh, when the talks broke down, it was a totally different story when Pelosi came out and said, Hey, you know, we're only going to do, you know, we're only going to talk about a whole deal. So we sold off hard. We came off the highs, but damn, Boom, just got into the top of yesterday's range and turned around. And now we're 30, 30 handles higher than that. So market, maybe maybe over the next month, becoming a little numb to this. You know, they're kind of, they listen to pre-market yeah. prep show. They know a deal's not going to get done. And they're just going to, you know, assume that, you know, the market's just going to drift higher into the election. But that that was a that was a big change in, in, in market reaction, market character. We went down 100, like 90 handles last time. This time we went down like 15 and we're like, okay. That's enough. I was looking to buy, you know, maybe get the thing at the pre-market low. No way. Turned around, went straight back up. But little tangent there. Uh, Spencer, we got a deal. AMD yeah. is uh, using it's their It's not stock. official, though, is it? No. Not official. Uh, the semis are in play today. A uh, report from the Wall Street Journal that AMD is in talks to potentially acquire Xilinx for $30 billion. You know what's crazy is that they rip it up 18% when it's still just a rumor. Yep. I mean, what if this rumor doesn't materialize? So let's just go look at the fund market cap of Xilinx. I mean, that's a big... Yeah, but they're going to buy it for $30 billion. It was $25 billion the market cap yesterday. So does that mean it's actually, it's actually more than $30 billion right now, the price that they have it at? I'm confused. So is it only a $30 billion deal? Because that's not that much of a premium. Oh, uh, the journal says, yeah, 30. That's what the journal says, $30 billion. Why are they ripping it up 18% to put the market cap over $30 billion? Because they, they think the quick they, back, they're going to reject it and they're going to want to hire a bit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Holy, this is the most forgiving market of all. I mean, when you're <laughs> buying stocks above what the rumored price, takeout price is, that's aggressive too. And maybe they know, I mean, it's not like this is, you know, just all of a sudden it's consolidating up here. So it looks like, you know, maybe, you know, and maybe there is going to be some confirmation here today. There's obviously where there's smoke, there's fire. In this case, the house is burning down, I think. So at least the market thinks it is. So it looks like, you know, this probably is going to be a deal. That's what the market is saying. It's not even chopping around. And man, I tell you, I've been how to run a bad luck here. I just so happen. I'm obviously I'm long AMD via the call spread, but I was also long AMD in my overnight account. And it just so happens, you know, obviously just bad luck that, you know, I, I bought AMD doing some arbitrage with it, um, index arb, and it happened to have a pretty sizable position in AMD. And I wake up this morning, I look it down in the 81 handle and my jaw hit the floor and I was like, are you kidding me? And anyways, it's, it's rallied back since then. I've already cut the loss so I can freely talk about it, but you know, it sucks to come in, you know, you're going for like 0.2, 0.3% on an herb and you come in and you lose 3% on it. You're like, oh man, there's a day killer for you. But anyways. Uh, How's that spread doing? What spread? The AMD spread you have on. 
You did. You say oh, you the have call the... spread. Yeah, it doesn't move. It's like <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You want to kill the volatility on something? Go out way out with your options, and there's no volatility at all. So it like doesn't move. Like AMD moves five bucks, it moves a buck. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't ever trade option spreads, and you always think, oh yeah, lever yourself up. Well, I guess when you go out that far, you kill all the volatility. So you want to kill the volatility in a stock that's wild? Go way out with your option spreads, and all of a sudden there's no volatility at all. Okay. It doesn't move. I'm telling you, I don't even know where I'm at, and I don't even look at it. I'm up a buck or down a buck always. And the stocks moved around like 10 points, you know, it's like, really, yeah, it's it's really like, got up to like 90. I went from like 80 to 94 and I was up like a dollar in my call spread. I was like, holy options suck. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what? It fell like 15 points and I only lost like a dollar. And I was like, oh, <laughs> options are awesome. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. how. Well, that anyway, went. I'm long the 80 short the 100. So I'll, I was going for it. I put it on for six bucks, so basically 14 points max. And that was my argument was that was going out to January. So I was trying to argue by the end of the year, I thought AMD was going to 100 bucks. I still think it could. I'm sticking with the call <laughs> spread. We're going to find out. It's kind of just for fun now. But I honestly don't even look at it because I hardly move. It's probably once. You know what's going to start moving is when you get in December and you only got like you know 20 days left on that thing. Then it's going to start moving. Uh, I think you bought it when the stock was around, what, 78, 79? Yeah, I know. And then it went to 90. The stock went to $94. So if I just had my stock, I'd be up 15 points, but I was up like a buck and a half on the options. All right. Uh, AMD, technically, they really slammed this thing. Uh, When Dennis uh, got up and checked it out, got under $82. Doesn't look like you're going to see that again. Uh, Just the way it's it's rebounded off there. Pre-market low, 81.45. Uh, 85 looks interesting. Uh, that's where you pop to a three buck rally. And what's yesterday's range? It had a pretty big range yesterday. Uh, wow. Let's see what happens. 85.95 to fill the gap. So a little bit, uh, it's called 86 resistance. And if you start to go into retreat here, I don't think you're going to see the pre-market low. What's your three day low? Your three day low is down at 83.53. You might get a look at that, but, uh, that's a deal, potential deal on the table there for Xilinx. And uh, NXPI also in play today. They, they pre-reported some uh, earnings uh, yesterday after the close. They said preliminary Q3 sales are going to be at $2.26 billion, which is above the $2 billion estimate there. Uh, and that was the number. Wow, the stock is new all-time highs, $143. Remember, wasn't it Qualcomm going to buy them yep, for $130? Yep. They're better off without them. It's $143 without them. So everybody who is you know, sad that they didn't get the stock taken over by Qualcomm is happy today because the stock is $143. I don't know if they held through the big fall in March when it got down to 60 but uh, new all-time highs, NXPI. I don't like being short stocks making new all-time highs. Oh, big spike on this one. Uh, if you would have had an order out at 146, you would have got it. Pre-market high, 146.50. Backed off $3 on it. Trying to hold 142. So it loses that 142. I think you give back some profits. If you could somehow get up to 146.40, I think you find sellers maybe even starting at 146. Former all-time high was right at 140 even, I believe. Yeah, 139.59. So... Nah, nice move there. Looks like a little bit of profit taking going on right Everybody now. Everybody wants to talk rocket. Okay. Um, I'm still in it. I'm back to even. This has been a dog. It, this is a stock 
that appears to only trade for one day when you have a catalyst. And today we have another catalyst. We have an upgrade. Who's upgrading here this morning, Mr. Israel? And then yep. we're going to break down the tech. JP Morgan to overweight. This is now the second upgrade uh, in the last, call it two and a half uh, weeks or so. Yep. And there's your catalyst. So it's back up here to 24. We know this has been a dog. It had the nice, it was dog and dog and dog. And then it had the nice upgrade there back on, I believe, the 1st of October. And that's when it had the big pop consolidated those gains for five days and now has the big pop again. Like, I think it's going to 25. I think you got 25 here. I think you're going to struggle at 25 because you had multiple, you had multiple tops just when we had the collapse after popping out at 25 and you know, it's, it's the whole psychological number 25, 22 and a half, 25, 27 and a half, 30. This was big numbers with lots of optionality probably there as well come into play. So, um, I don't know. Like I've got this in the long-term portfolio. I'm probably sticking with it. But if I had it on for a trade, I think I'd sell it if it got near 25. I don't think you're going to see 25 today. You could. You could. It's already up a buck 31. You yeah. could. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But I think if it gets to 20, I think it's the next stopping point. Okay. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's, I think um, you got room to 25. I think it's going to struggle to get through 25. It's going to take another big catalyst to get it through 25. Uh, I think I see a little uh, shorter term resistance in here uh, because if, if it can, can clear, let's see, what's this high? 24, ooh, that, that is 24.97. Okay, um, yeah, I'm just looking at this chart the way it's uh, gridded here. Let's see, Twenty. there's some highs in a 24 handle. So if you're not confident, if you want to get out today, you're looking at a short-term trade or you have some options, just take a look at these daily highs that you had in the 24 handle. Uh, and there's, there's really only one, 24.60, uh, September 15th high, another high at 24.49. So I don't know, 24.50 I think would be a, a good area today. Maybe Maybe 25 tomorrow or sometime next week. On the downside here, if you could get back to the top of yesterday's range, that's 23.39. Not sure we're gonna do that. Real good support under 22. Wait for a little pullback and then wait for like three, four, five lows in one area, then strike because it seemed, you know, it did that here at 20, looked like buyers stepped up to 22. So see if you can get another formation like that before you get too aggressive in RKT. Keep going with these tickers from the chat. I like this. You like it? All right. Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of earnings right now, so we might as well just no, do ticker. Ticker anything. time almost all show. There was no earnings today. Exactly. Yeah, exactly zero earnings. So let's they do ticker time all show. Me. We did the deal. Can We've we got some about, ratings, but let's do ticker about, time the whole show. What about right, Gilead? Let's, let's do Gilead real first. All right. You had the CEO on, on CNBC earlier talking up, you know, their – dosage capabilities and the production yeah. capabilities and all that all that good stuff um i haven't seen what the stock has done in, uh in in the pre-market this morning i want i want to buy it here i do and you know now it's now it's starting to go so i mean there's just so much support down here you have the obviously we know the regn was a fade yesterday and it seems like every time these things get good drug news they are a fade that was a and talking about the regn what a gift. I mean, I saw, thought, you know, if it got up to 620, it did in the pre-market, but holy not, mackerel, yeah. that was the biggest gift of all time. Like I said, I said, if I was long this thing, I'd be selling it as fast as I possibly could. I didn't short it because I got burned one shirt and I was like, I kind of want to short it. I said, I do want to short it. I just didn't do it. 
So anyways, it would have been a good short yesterday. So it seems like when they get this positive news. Now, the Gilead, though, is a different story because it is up a buck. But I mean, the stock has been in the doghouse for so long. We know, one, the dogs are barking. Gilead is the definition of a dog with a, a billion fleas on it. So it is a dog of a dog of a dog. And the dogs are moving right now. Now, it's probably not a lot of short interest on this. A lot of the dogs have been moving because they have higher short interest. Uh, but uh, you can't ignore the fact that trash is cash right now. So on a pullback here, I think I'd buy Gilead on a pullback. Uh, just stuck its head up over 65 here, a couple prints above 65. So keep an eye on that for continuation move. Uh, what else do you have in the 65 handle? Uh, 65.54, I'd use that as a target. You haven't reached that yet. Uh, watching Gilead trade on days like this, it almost always has a little bit of a flush, even after a higher open. Uh, top of yesterday's range, maybe, ooh, 64 was the area you broke out from. Maybe throw a bit out there at 64 over the next couple days and uh, see if you can catch it there. But a uh, nice little move up a buck 37. Let's see if it can hold the gains today. I want to go back to the theme of, of trash is hot from yesterday. We have GameStop. Oh, yeah. Have, and we have pot. Um, uh, you, you know, Higher short interest. They're squeezing everything. Go run your short interest filter. If your short interest is cooking above 25%, do not be short those stocks right now. And maybe it's already too late that they've already ripped everything above 25%. But this is classic short squeeze in all of these stocks. GameStop, what's the short interest in GameStop? So that's the interesting thing. That's the big, that's the big is, question. Is, so I, I went to look that up. And what, okay. threw, what threw me for a loop is the number was over 100%. And I... And I thought, how can that be? And, I see it too. It says 101%. And, and, and so my, and I, I don't know this for certain, but my theory is that's the result of either naked short sell. I, I, either it's wrong. The number's wrong. I think it's wrong. Or it's naked short selling, uh, which uh, is illegal for most people, but it is still allowed, I think, for a couple of, uh, there are some exemptions out there. Um, so, and, and that was basically my thought is it's either a wrong number or it's just naked uh, short selling and they're, they're short shares that don't really, that don't even exist. And, and that's why the number is over a hundred percent. Oh, and the other theory is that it's, uh, it's over a hundred percent of the floats, not the shares outstanding. Those are two different numbers. Uh, so two different calculations. I don't know. The, the, point, the, the point is the short interest in GameStop based on FINRA data is really high. That's the bottom line. It, it's such a difficult thing to calculate. And that's why I'm going to go with the number is wrong. And here's something that's going to blow your mind. Um, and this is, you know, looking from a market maker perspective. But believe it or not, there is a rule. So if you're making markets, and what I mean by making markets is you're on the bid and you're on the offer all the time. So you have like, you know, your citadels and your virtues that are on the bid, on the offer. They're in the depth. They've got buys out there and sell short out there on everything. They're making markets on everything. If they have a long position and they go to sell their long position, they actually have to market short because they have other short orders out there. So here, you know, here's a stock. Let's say they have 10,000 shares of General Electric. If they have more than 10,000 shares of short orders out there, they have to mark, mark their long sale short. You actually have to market short. So even though they're long the stock, when they go to sell the stock, they have to mark the stock short. And that's got to mess up. The FINRA accounting, to my uh, to my understanding, I don't know how they 
back that out because here they've sold the stock, but they were actually long the stock and they had to market short because of regulatory issue, because that's the, the, the rule. I mean, I don't understand why that exists, but that's the way it works. So I think when you're going to do all the counting, it's all the market making shorts out there that screw it up to a certain extent. So I'm not sure. I don't think you have 103% short interest. Maybe if I'm wrong about this, uh, it's, it's something I've actually never dug really deep into is actually how each individual, you know, or, or how it's all calculated and figured it out. I mean, FINRA, you know, we report out the grab it from that. And what you say, FINRA reports every two weeks or something. Spencer? Right. So, so the rule is uh, any, any FINRA uh, firm, uh, has to report their any broker has to report uh, all their uh, all, all their short sales uh, every two weeks. So if you're you're reporting your short sales, but some of these short sales were actually longs. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that works, and I've never you know I'm I'm not a compliance officer here, so you know we're digging into you know really dig deep plumbing here. Right. But I I gather that probably screws up the count to a certain extent. So I don't think it's the result of naked shorting. What naked shorting is, so for newer listeners or for people, you know, there's a lot of people, seasoned traders that don't know what that is. It's selling a stock short without a locate, without a borrow. So you're actually selling the stock that you actually don't know that you can borrow for sure. Your brokerage does all that for you behind the scenes. So you don't have to worry about it. I'm a prop trader. So if my broker doesn't have it automatically, I can actually go out and get a locate myself. And then I have to mark it. Um, that I got the locate from blah, blah, blah. So I'm, they know I'm good. So, you know, there is locate firms that actually give stocks and, you know, and then it gets expensive. But, you know, you, you at a retail broker don't have to worry about that because they do all that for you. So, um, but the behind the scenes stuff, it's confusing as hell. I mean, when you've got market makers that have to mark long stock short to sell it, it's got to screw up the counts in there to a certain extent. So I think when I see 103% short interest in GME, I think it's more just counting. It's miscounting, but I could be wrong. Um, and if somebody out there is listening, the market structure experts, that, like I said, I've never really dug into how that count is actually done. So I'm speculating here to a certain extent, but I, I've got to think it's not that simple to just add up all the short sales and say, okay, here's what we got. I, the bottom line for our purposes for right now is that the short interest in GameStop has and, and is and has been exceedingly high. So, when- and, and, and this is exactly all you need to know as traders here is that when you have short interest, whether it's 100% or 80% or 60% or 30%, anything above 20, 25% is significant. And when you start seeing this dash to trash, which we've seen, you're going to squeeze the hell out of them. And this GameStop, this isn't a, I don't think this is a turnaround story. I think this is nothing more than a huge epic short squeeze. And if you're along this thing, if I was along this thing, I won't say you because we don't give investment advice. We just give opinions here. <laughs> but if I was long this thing, I would sell the hell out of it. I would not be buying GameStop thinking it's turning around. And I might be wrong. There's turnaround stories out there. It could be. I personally don't think the company GameStop is turning it around. I think it's a short squeeze. Let me offer a counterpoint to that. I, th- I think what the market is, it could be a short squeeze, but I think what it, what it is a short squeeze. It's a matter of, you know, oh, is there a real turnaround story here? With the short squeeze. Right. What, what the market could be thinking is, okay, Microsoft has this deal now with GameStop. What is to stop Microsoft from just buying the company outright in like a year or two? That, that's what I think uh, is, is some of the reason behind the move yesterday. That, 
they don't want retail stores it, and every it, mall. It, it, you don't. You don't know. It's a drop in the bucket for Microsoft. This, this it would cost them like a week of revenue. Right? How much debt is there? There's a lot GameStop. Of they own a lot of. You know, they have a lot of leases. I I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's coming to buy GameStop. Like I said, I'm not an expert in, in you know, the way Microsoft is thinking about things. And I just don't know why they would want to buy physical stores. Here's the problem with GameStop. I'm not, I'm not saying they, they would or they, they wouldn't. I'm saying the market thinks, I think, that they could. Now that, now that at least they have an in, right? They've got this partnership. They're selling a lot of Xbox stuff. They're getting them on the cloud and in Microsoft Teams and all these things together. Now, at least, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Microsoft could just buy them in a year or whatever. Microsoft could buy whoever they want. I, I think they're buying somebody. I don't think it's GameStop. Okay, but that's, that's why we have a market. We have two separate opinions. Yeah. I personally just think it's a short squeeze. When we look at GameStop a year from now, it's a lot lower. Right. But I don't know when the squeeze stops. It's full-on squeeze central here right now. It looks like it might, you know, like it looks like it's going to slow down temporarily at this point. But, I mean, we look at GoPro. I mean, is GoPro a turnaround story all of a sudden? The camera on a stick? Is it a turnaround or is it just an epic short squeeze? Look at all your pot stocks yesterday. Are these all of a sudden, you know, Afria, is it all of a sudden worth 30% more than it was three days ago? It's a greenhouse full of pot plants. CGC, same thing, 14, 18. I'd imagine if you go and look at the short interest on these stocks, like I try to look for patterns. My, my type of trading is to recognize patterns. The pattern right now that I'm seeing is if you have a high short interest, you are ripping higher. We have squeezes going on all over the place right now because everybody's been piling the tech and tech's the only place to be and we're going to sell all this other crap because it's never going to go up again. Well, that trade's wrong now, at least in the short term because tech is cooling off and people are diving into the trash stocks again. So squeeze all over the place. I think anything with a high short interest um, is obviously had a significant spike. I don't personally think it lasts. Real quick, GameStop, I'm going to throw this in there in between dispenser, Dennis, debate. Uh, someone likes this at 1250 right now. I don't know if they you know, shorted a pile overnight over 13, but there's a steady bid there based on the 15-minute chart. So you get rid of that buyer at 1250. I would just go down, you know, maybe a quick whoosh down to the whole number, 12 bucks, 1210. Uh, I think your battle going up, you can see that once it started to come down, some people are really trying to wig a lot of this thing. Even though in the last bracket, man, what did you do? You got up to 1341. I wonder if that was an odd lot, but uh, I think a lot of people would be love to see that closing price anywhere near 1349. And, and you know, probably an inside day to day considering that low was way down at nine and change. But let's see what happens. Uh, really, there's a buyer there at 1250. Historically, when these activists come in, you get the pump, it sells off, or maybe it rallies and sells off because of earnings. Uh, but People are jammed up there at that closing price. See what happens if it can get up to thirteen forty nine. Right now, buyers are twelve fifty. All right, it is a thirty. I don't think we have a number today, so I'm not worrying about that or anything. I will go back to the chat, see sure. what's on their radar. What do we got? A bunch of tickers being dropped in. Oh man. Oh, I saw someone mentioned Triple D. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. DD, please. This is uh, fitting in that theme. Nothing yep. really new there. Um, what else did I see from the chat? Zoom. A couple of people talking about Zoom. All right, can, Zoom. can we go to Peloton? Zoom. We'll do these two together. Sure. Zoom has not made a new high on the move, but Zoom gets a rating today. So can the rating 
get it out of its doldrums. Um, Ooh, it's a that. very, very, very important day for Zoom. So this is going to be, you know, you have, your, you have your moment of truth. And this is going to be the moment of truth for Zoom because we do have a buy rating out there. I believe it's Mizuho initiates yeah. it with a buy. Uh, Johnny come lately, holy mackerel, Johnny come lately, <laughs> initiating it now. For some reason, they feel like this $100 billion video conferencing company is worth more. And they come out now and initiate with a buy of $550. So that is why it is trading up eight points today. Nothing more than the Zoom buy rating from Mizuho. The question now is, do they start getting, does this, is this a catalyst to take us up through 500 and start making mm. new highs? Or do they decide that, no, we're going to use this to make profits? If, if Zoom can close and close strong here today, that's a good sign. But if it goes red, if it shrugs us off, and I'm not saying it's going to. I'm just saying if there's a binary scenario here. If it goes red, I think it's time to short Zoom. So if it goes red, only if it goes red. I'm, I, you don't know yet. We are still gathering information. How does it respond? to a positive analyst coming out this late. It's responding well this morning, which is expected. Does the sellers emerge saying, no, I want to book my profits? Because if they do, that would be the sign that Mizuho just bought the top. So big number, important number is 500. It needs to get back over 500. Hold, like Joel would say, a close over 500. And then you can start to say, okay, well, maybe it's safe to dip my toe in here. But Zoom is the kind of stock that will fall $50 one day and you'll be like, what happened? Why? Because there, it is a crowded, crowded, crowded trade. And it has been sitting here waiting for direction. Mizuho is giving it some direction. It better not shrug it off. Uh, I'll give you a shorter term number here. We're trading at 487. Uh, that's up, what is that up? $8 and 45 cents. I would say, what happens at 489.46? Let's just call 490. That's yesterday's high. You had a couple other highs at uh, four, just under 488. I think someone's targeting that 488 to 490 area to work out of a piece. So I wouldn't get super excited about this one until you, like, you get well into the uh, 490 handle. I think it's going to struggle, right? Let's see what happens at yesterday's high. It's not there yet. Um, on the downside, just call it like 475. That's big support. 473.22 was your low on Tuesday, but 7558. This has been in a trading range, and I, I'll I'll go with you, Dennis. This is a this is a prove me day uh, for Zoom. It is. It really is. Good. To, a lot of times, man, these upgrades or these price target raises or initiations with the buy, man. Sometimes, sometimes these guys nail it. And then sometimes they're they just, by the top. They're just dead wrong. Like sometimes that guy Wayfair, Wayfair, it, technology or a plan you've never seen before. Who is that? I don't. Well, like we that. got it right now because we, we've yeah. got a, we've got an upgrade to Wayfair today too, Joel. Got one this morning from William Blair yep. to outperform. Okay, Some I of these analysts are away. Pun, pun intended. Way late to the party. So is Wayfair Party over? You know what? It's in Consolidation Station. So I don't totally mind this upgrade. They're trying to take it out of Consolidation Station. So they timed it. They looked at it. They're like, okay, it's looking for direction. Let's give this stock some direction here today. We're saying higher. And the trend has been your friend. The stock could break out. I mean, this again, it's a prove me day for Wayfair too. I think Wayfair probably shows some life and might even get up into the 320 area here if it really gets hot. But Again, you need to get above 324. We haven't made a new high on the move. 
And if Wayfair, you know, starts to, you know, give back and then starts to go red, that would be a sign that it's, it's the rotation that's scary. I mean, all of these trades are just very, very crowded. And that's always an issue. I mean, you can get on the crowded trades. I'm not trying to call the top in tech, but I'm saying it's not surprising. What I do is I look for turns. And we saw a turn Let's yesterday talk to you about that in yet. Peloton. Yeah. We saw a turn yesterday in a number of tech issues where, okay, NVIDIA, NVIDIA's got a downgrade today, actually. Um, we've got NVIDIA turning. You know, So we have a number of stocks. You know, AMD is doing the deal, but it's going to show some red here too. You have a lot of your leaders that aren't leading right now. So the laggards became the leaders. The leaders became the laggards. What do the leaders do? They just turn around and start buying them again because that's what they always seem to do. One of these times are actually going to get a sustained sell-off, though, and that's going to be the concern. Uh, I'll give you a shorter-term number here in Wayfair, and then I just want to make a, uh, one comment on what you said about the turn. Uh, three highs between 310.99 and 312. You're right there right now. So, hey, you blow through 312, you go 312 and a half, 313. You just put – I wouldn't want to be – if it went up and then came back down to that level, I would not want to be long that. I think there's a sneaky seller out there keeping an eye on 312. And then uh, just talking about, you know, turns, Dennis, and, uh, uh, you know, I know you and Mitch like to talk about the stories and everything and story yeah. stocks. But mm-hmm. it's also, you know, to be able to catch the turn in things, right? And sometimes it's feel, you know, sometimes it's an analyst rating. It's something, but, you know, when we were back in the bright office, you know, you could tell the turn by listening to the, you know, the spoos, you know, when the market rally, rally, rally. And then all of a sudden you hear a bunch of noise and boom, the market turned. So it's important to have a story, but when you're following a story on something, you know, make sure you have a point where, you know, the story is, is ending or the story is becoming a little bit suspect. Like what was uh, some of the solar stocks that sold off yesterday? And, and, and again, sure. this is a great all example. Of <laughs> all of them. All yeah. of them. But, but they've been running forever. I'm long sun power. And I'm like looking at this thing. It's went from 10 to 18 in like a week. I was like, I just want to sell that thing. I got in the long-term portfolio. I picked it up at eight bucks. So I was like, I think this is going to be a, a winner, you know, long-term. And I'm looking at it. I was like, holy mackerel you know it's up 80 percent a week and a half should i buck that but i'm trying not to trade the long-term portfolio you know like i keep you know confusing trading with investing i'm trying to become a better investor by holding longer but i always trade out of all you know i trade out of the stuff too dang much but anyway you know sun power turn they all turn but but why do they turn because they're crowded i mean the stocks just don't go up 80 percent a week and a half without having some type of pullback so is it just a healthy pullback it might be but it's it was overdone those, these things were all overdone. So I'm not sure where they go from here, but it, 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 in the short term, it was a turning candle yesterday for a yeah. lot of these Momo stocks. And you know what also was- uh, Lithium. You, well, you know what was interesting turns. though? It, it, like, you know what I'm saying? It's easier. Okay, yeah, you got to look for the turn. Look at the previous day's high. Like right now, I, I think you got a, I, I think you got a short-term top in here at 18 bucks. 18, 17, 18 and a quarter, double top. The real seller wanted to sell over 18, you know, let it get up there a couple times, came in with four or five, you know, 100,000 shares, pounded it down, let it drift back up. So 18, I think that could be your high for a little bit. Maybe, maybe uh, if you could stomach this thing back down to 14, Dennis, 
then go ahead and hold on to it. Little 50% retracement, find, uh, find some support again at 14 and then make another run higher. But, uh, Big seller at 18, and there, there was your turn. Uh, closed yesterday at 1666, not trading much up today. So after that red candle, people yeah. a little bit hesitant on that It's one. still the value trade on. And, you know, we we as traders, short-term traders, need to identify these turns. As long-term investors, you don't have to worry about the turns. And you use the turns as Correct. opportunities to position yourself, you know, maybe into good companies that you think are going to continue to go up, you know, following you know, buying the dips on the, tra- on, on the up stocks and uptrends. But as traders, you can identify these turns ahead of the other people. Who's talking about a tech turn tech, a tech and turn, a, a turn in tech? Nobody. Tech turn. Nobody is talking about a turn in tech. Everybody's talking about, look at this market, ripping higher, ripping higher. But when you pull back and you look what's underneath, you had a bad day for a lot of your leaders yesterday. You really, really did. Um, it was the laggards that held us up. But I mean, Apple, I think Apple closed red, didn't it? It wasn't up much if it didn't. Apple was 114, 115.08. Yeah, Apple closed down nine cents yesterday. So you had Facebook. Facebook, okay, not, not a good example because it was going up. But you did have some of your leaders. Tesla had a terrible day yesterday. I was just, I wanted to bring Tesla that was up. upgraded. It was upgraded. I know, I know. I, and they uh, gave it all back. Yeah. Red. Neo, I was like, I like this Neo. You know, I want to add to it. You know what? I had a really bad day. Because the market was ripping higher, day. it got up there near, and now it's put in the deadly double top. So it's amazing. One day later, it's like, oh, that's an ugly candle. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, I was like, I might sell my Neo. I just wrote it down. Oh, there's a bunch of tops there at 22. But I, it's, I, it's yeah, hanging it, on. It, it, it's hanging what? on, though. It's still it's... hanging on. And, and you got to almost give it to 20 and say, okay, now it's breaking down. But then again, you know, when it breaks through 20, it gets a little dip, and then it rips back higher. <laughs> So it's been a, it's been a tough – and whenever you've been selling any tech stock, you've been wrong because the dang things just keep going higher. And whenever you've been selling any of these value stocks, you've been right because they just keep going lower. But right now, we have turned for a number of days, and you are seeing the crowded trades become less crowded. So then that's sometimes a good thing. You know, they get less crowded, they pull back, and it gives you an opportunity for stronger hands to come in for the next wave higher. I mean, you know, you talk about the move in like fastly from two days ago. That was absolutely just insane. FSLY goes from 102 bucks to 121. But then yesterday puts in a little double top there, pretty close, buck away, $120 stocks moving around 20 points a day. Wow. I'll call it a double top. It wasn't a great candle. So it needs to get back up above, above 120. So is there a turn in tech? That's the question. We don't have the answer for that, but there is a turn in, in tech. And people say I'm bashing Tesla. I mean, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm just pointing out that it didn't have a great day yesterday. It's, so, I'm it's, stick, it's somewhat concerning I, if you're on all these Momo stocks. I'm going to stick with my, my Tesla here and uh, you know, for long term. So I'm not, I, it's just the sellers moved down from like 455. They moved down to 440. Some people are they're trying to sell strength here in this. And uh, yesterday that high at, uh, what was the exact high? Nice round number, 439. What was your high right here? Uh, 439.13. So I, I'm going to move it down. I think 440 is a big roadblock here. Until you get over 440, yeah. close over 440, this, uh, it, well, I know it really hasn't been going with Jury's the market up. either. New Street. What was their target? They, they, I heard New Street, the tar- they, they think they're going to make like 17 bucks in 2026 because they think they're going to sell 20 million cars. Do you know what the most amount of cars uh, uh, a car company has ever sold in a year? Tell us. No. 10 million. Is that true? 
Yeah. So Newstreet thinks they're going to sell 20 million cars, double what the most a car company has ever sold. Yes. But they're not a car company. They're a technology company. They're a solar company. You can't look. In valuation, I tweeted yesterday, does valuation even matter? In valuation only matters. So, you know, valuation doesn't matter to this market really at all. We've seen the low PE stocks just go lower. The high PE stocks just go higher. You know, valuation traders just getting the beats. I'll tell you the moments in time when valuation mattered were in 2001, after the tech bubble burst, in 2009, after the financial crisis. So when you get bubbles that burst and burst with a, you know, in glorious fashion to the tune of the NASDAQ down 81%, that's when people are looking, okay, well, what actually makes sense here? You know, that's actually, you know, what has actually got value? That's when value matters. Right now, we're not in that type of market. Value has not mattered. So you can't just crunch numbers and say, oh, it's going to matter all of a sudden. It's probably not going to matter all of a sudden. It will matter again one day. But I don't know if today is the day that value all of a sudden matters. Value stocks are looking better, and there's going to be turn. You just got to identify those turns, identify when the trades are crowded, and ride the different waves, obviously. And Tesla, valuation, you can't look at it on that. One day, it will matter. And that's why Tesla's not in my long-term portfolio. But as a trade... I'd say you're still long this thing as long as above 400. Just to put a bow on that discussion of, of the turn and the market and value and, and how to uh, you know, recognize that, just keep an eye on the SPY versus the IWM. If you look oh, it's at such an indicator. If you look at the sponsor. Man, that kid's smart. If you look at stuff up. Just look at October. Since October 1st, okay? Uh-huh. SPY is up 2.5%, give or take. Yeah. IWM is up 8%. 8% yeah. for yeah. the IWM. 2% for the SPY. Yep. I mean, small cap is winning. Oh yeah, right now in, in October for the oh, last yeah. last eight or nine days. Small so, cap's killing it right now. Yeah, killing it right now. So just use that. That's your indicator. Just use that. It, it is. It's a great indicator, and yeah. you know we talk about that. And the same things happening today. IWM's up 094 percent. Here's your Q sitting up 0.54 percent. The Nasdaq not keeping up. So you can tell it's a little bit of a value rotation. But you keep that up, and all of a sudden you start to see those turns. You know, if you're in those value names, now is the time to ring the register. So. Um, it's been a good move in these value stocks. And if I was in some of these trashy stocks that I was talking about, like GameStop, and not, not saying the company's trash, but <laughs> I, you know, these are stocks that you know, have underperformed for a long, long time. It's went from four to 13. Yeah. This is a gift. This right. is a gift. We, we have Jason Rasting on. Uh, Jason, where are you right now? So I'm trying to get you the angle, but it's not working. I'm in New York. Yeah. Uh, the World Trade Center is behind me. And then the harbor, you know, across the way yeah. there he goes jersey spencer i think used to live that's that's goldman sachs office yeah, I, I can see my parents house yeah so that's where i that's where i am um and that's oh, view so, nice view you're, you're, where are you staying what 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 hotel is that can't i can't tell you that unlike oh. me um, <laughs> i don't know everybody's showing up there at the door yeah. trying to get well, autographs I mean, but now I got. Oh, I need to put this on. Yeah, autographs, all that stuff. <laughs> I got so, a, T-shirts. I, I here. Okay, here we go. So you're allowed to travel and all because you you are you had the virus and I guess does that mean that, that mean you're immune? Well, well, Spencer, we live in a free republic. Anyone's allowed to. I travel. know you know what I meant. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yes, yes, I had Corona, and so traveling is something that you know the repeat rate is like extremely low. Yes. I took Delta. It was probably the best flight I've ever had. Um, no one sits next to me. They don't really give you food or anything. They just sit there. I, I honestly, my flight from Detroit to New York was an hour and like 20 minutes. 
I wish it was three hours. I mean, I watched um, part of a movie and uh, CNBC or whatever, but yes, it was, it was great. It was great traveling. I'm leaving tonight um, here in New York, running around to meetings and doing different things. And, um, but we got to talk about this week. Good, good trading week. Good trading week. I don't know if it was good trading week for everyone, but um, some, of, some of our plays like Upwork. Stock a huge move. stock, huge stock move. Huge stock move. And what I like to say, it went up. It went up. I own a bunch of calls on it and a bunch of stock. I told you guys, you know, when you want to edge the market, yes, you can do like Dennis makes hundreds of trades a day. Joel has technical um, patterns. I go more in the fundamental and I felt like I had an unfair advantage. I knew how Upwork changed the pricing model. If you guys go back four weeks ago or five weeks ago, I think it was, I said Upwork is now making the work stay on the platform and a couple other things they did. It was such a no brainer buy for me. And there's a girl who, uh, who like, messages me, works, works with us, and I gave her Upwork. It went down like 8% after I gave it to her. She's like, see, you don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> not how the market works. Um, and, and it's just, you know, and, and you, you, if you have conviction, you go after it. Upwork, I have ex- extreme amount of conviction, and I did. So I was buying at 14, 15, 16, and now we're at 1987. And I guess maybe I'm on it maybe too long, but – my problem is, and Dennis, and I talk about this all the time. My problem is I may have been right on Peloton buying it at 23, 28, 30. I never buy big enough positions. And Dennis. I do the same thing. About, I don't buy big enough either. I know. So Upwork and um, SPH or Suburban Propane were like the first two that I really went big on. And um, I mean, my Tesla guys, I should be retired in Hawaii. I mean, my, I started buying Tesla when I was 38, but I didn't buy big enough. I should be retired in Hawaii. And like, that's when I started buying Tesla and I didn't really sell. So, so I'm taking a little bit, I'm taking more risk, individual, more stock risks, which I haven't done in the past. So it, it's helped me, um, at least when it goes up. Um, you guys still have lithium moving. I own mostly calls, a little bit of the stocks. I sold some of that stock when I told you when Elon said lithium was plentiful. Again, I'm not a lithium expert, but that is LTHM. You guys like the chart on that? been flying high yeah and this and, has been a me and joel are still in it that's yep. from you Raz. so thank you for that one i've actually almost doubled my money in this thing yeah the question yep. the question is i mean now these things have had pretty big moves is it time to lighten up see th- th- that's the challenge because when we know the lithium story most others don't so my question is when did they when 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 they find out yeah that's I'm, when you I'm, need to sell yeah like well no but i maybe there's more people to find out the lithium position. I'm up 134%, 134.29. And then the call options, I'm up 400%. Um, and um, I'm not selling yet. I'm like looking for a 13 exit, but Dennis, you haven't sold any. No, you know, I haven't either, but I kind of want to. <laughs> and whenever the stocks go up, you want to sell. I mean, no. I double my money in this thing. I want to sell it. <laughs> and, and I sold some of the common. Don't get me wrong. I sold some of the common. Um, a little too early, but I'm, it was still a huge win. Um, and then, you know, another one of my de- decent sized positions um, that you guys like to talk about, and I, and I, and I know the founders pretty well, um, SDC, Smile Direct, SDC, S and Sam. Oh, that's looking good too. Yeah, that one's looking good. It's looking phenomenal. And, and you guys, the, the, the funny thing is you haven't heard much from them lately. You haven't, right? You haven't. So, I look at these as a fundamental thing. There's going to be news from them eventually, like some stuff they've been working on. So your downside could be protect, protected. It's like my Upwork story. Same kind of thing. Like I, and guys, again, there's no crystal ball. Like my Upwork play, 
maybe I was wrong on it. But if I was a hundred percent certain, I guess I would have like taken loans from Dennis and like <laughs> put all the money in, you know, or Spencer. I would say, Dennis and Spencer, give me some money so I can put it all in upper. You know, I don't want anyone to think. I don't want anyone on here to mortgage their house and do stuff like that to do to, to do a one stock position. If they do um, it, do it through Rocket Mortgage, though. I guess so yeah. if he's going to get the mortgage for the stock, get do it through Rocket. I didn't know Joel, Spencer just, liked that one. Hey, I caught it. I caught it. Yeah. So no, no. Uh, what do they do? Like you got to bang the drum, drop Spencer. You got to have like a drum. That, that, so you know that's a joke. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> when, so, when, I'm not in the YouTube chat right now, so I don't know if you guys are asking questions on certain stocks. I'm still owning BSTO big and SPH and UGI are my UGI and SPH are my propane plays. Hey, Jason, I can U ask. I, I UGI, can ask. what's the other propane play? SPH. SPH. Sam, Peter, and I'm up 23% on that one. That one I took a decent size position in. Now, I didn't do as much fundamental research on SPH. Here's the question. If restaurants need to buy propane tanks, so for you know for the cold weathers whatever whatever the question I need to know from suburban propane is what makeup is industrial versus re like versus retail. So if only five percent of their revenue is from retail, then th this thing's not a big deal. But if it's like more than that, then it's a big thing. So I didn't go as deep as I would like to on SPH, but I'm just playing the trend. Uh, here, some questions from the chat, uh, Jason. You're not in there. Uh, do you still own Duncan? Yep, I own Duncan. And I own Generac. I'm going to own Duncan. If you guys ask me in two weeks, I'll still own Duncan. I think Duncan has, I bought it at 76 or 75. We were up 9% on Duncan. So we're, we're looking good on the call options that we bought. We bought, this, we bought the December 90s. We're up 47% on Duncan. I'm still holding Duncan, Spencer. Um, and I'm going to, you know, continue to watch it. I did not, I'm not buying more. I'm not, if it went down, I'd buy more. I, I, I'm in New York right now. And you guys, if you want to make money, here's, here's a trick. Come to New York, walk the streets, go on the subway. If, I did this in like 2004, and I saw, or 2000, I don't know what year it was. It was somewhere around there, 2008 maybe. And those little ear pods, you know, the iPod thing that people were walking around with, they were out there everywhere. And that was with my another indicator to buy more Apple stock. And so when I'm walking around, I'm looking to see what people have in their hands. Do they have a Starbucks cup or do they have a Dunkin' cup? They have a lot of Starbucks cups, don't get me wrong, but we're, see, we're, we're seeing some Dunkin', so that makes me happy. Another stock I've been buying and I haven't mentioned on the show, it's just one because, I don't know, you, people like to make fun of me when I, when I wear them, but Crocs. I own like three pairs of Crocs. C-R-O-X. We got uh, Justin Bieber involved. We got, exactly. We got Justin Bieber involved, and I think I'll own Crocs unless we see a big technical down. C-R-O-X, please. Yep. I think I'm going to own Crocs unless we see like a big fall. I don't have as much conviction on it as Duncan, but I'm owning it. I'm owning it and I'm in it now. And it's something that I, I would probably sell. If, if I see Crocs hit like 55, I'll take some off. But um, right now I own it. Um, I'm sure in the chat they're asking about GAN, G-A-N. Yeah. I am in GAN. Um, Finally get some love. Get some love, get a contract. Yes, big week in Ghana. I wasn't sure that it was this week or last week. Gann announced a win 10-year deal in Detroit. So here's the, here's the backstory on this, guys. It's been speculated that Gann has a deal in Detroit, in Michigan, because they've been saying that. They didn't say who was with. Now, you have to understand why this is so powerful. It got with two Indian reservations. Uh, Wynn Casino is going to, like, power. I mean, it's going to be, like, the brand, and Gann's going to power it. Gann makes money consistently when they have more of these platforms. So – Gan is a question. 
One of my favorite stocks, one of my favorite CEOs, one of my favorite persons is Jeff Lawson, the CEO of Twitter. Twilio is the thing behind the thing. GAN is the thing behind the thing. So what you have to evaluate is GAN going to execute as nice as fellow high school alumni, Jeff Lawson, at Twilio is the GAN CEO going to execute as well as him. If he does, GAN's going to be at 60 bucks. Just going to be. There's no question. If he doesn't execute, doesn't get partnerships, GAN's going to stay around the 15 to 25 range. Um, I'm holding GAN. I haven't talked to the CEO yet. Zoltan was supposed to get me on the show with the CEO. So we have a big small cap event coming up. I think they may be presenting GAN. If they're not, they will get them. But like, I can't make my full conviction. Is this GAN going to be the next like 300, 100%, 200% gainer? They have the makings for it, guys. They do. They, I've, I've studied the technology. I looked at the competitors. But there's a couple competitors that I think are good, too. What I'm hoping is they get to, one of them gets taken out and there's less, there's less choice. Gets taken out by, like, a casino player, not someone that's looking to provide more tools. So that is what I'm hoping. Um, and then speaking of that, um, like, I, last night I opened a DraftKings account because so I wanted to bet on Bryson DeChambeau to win the Masters. But you can't do that. So, like, I don't even know how to bet on him. So, but that's what I want to do. Five Why can't you do that? They don't. They don't. They nope. don't. It's it, it's like a it's like you you like a, it's like a fantasy thing. You you form a team and you can win money that way. So it's a game of skill, not betting. Oh. No, I thought it was that. I opened the account. I didn't put money in yet. Once I realized I couldn't do it, I didn't do it. But I need to bet on my friend my friend Bryson, who you guys know I played with a few weeks ago, to win the Masters and this week's tournament. Um, he is just you know out of this world. Okay, so one thing, uh, one thing for you guys. You guys use a lot of tools, a lot of listeners. You guys use a lot of tools, a lot of websites. If there's a tool that you guys like that we should have, I know you guys go to the premarket.benzinga.com page, but if there's a tool or thing you like from another site or whatever, send me an email, jason at benzinga.com. We hired two more developers and we need to give them some work to do. And they're really skilled. They used to work at a, one of these big, big FinTech shops. So the next thing they're going to do is going to be a pre-market prep idea generated thing. So Jason at Benzinga.com is my email and you can find me on Twitter at Jason Raznick on Twitter. Um, you know that J R A Z N I C K by the way, pet, we didn't talk about one that went that fell this week. Uh, uh, Dennis. And I want to know if you still own it. Pen. I still own it. Yeah. I yep. mean, it, we, we've seen this trade. We were talking about it before he came on the crowded trade is coming off a little bit here right now. So the question is, is this just a healthy pullback or is it something of, you know, because you're seeing all these value names start to catch a bid and you're seeing the Momo names, which, you know, have been going up, 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 just start to come off a little bit. So natural rotation is what we're seeing here. Penn, obviously a victim of that rotation. Also DraftKings with the offering and the stock coming down substantially probably put some weight on Penn as well. The question is, do they just, you know, turn around and start buying the stock again? I don't think Dave Portnoy is going away here. Obviously he's interested in sports but you know you got the whole barstool sports thing i still like the story here i still think pen could eventually be a hundred dollar stock so i still own it yeah no. good support 6250 and you're you're still like three bucks away from that couple lows in that area so i think it's a healthy back. pullback i'll yeah. say that yeah i, I don't I'm, I'm not you know obviously not like seeing your stocks go down but nothing goes straight up and the NFL stuff this week is was a little bit of a, a pressure too oh yeah for sure yeah. that's hitting it for sure yep yep no. what are your thoughts on it so the thing I would say is when Tesla did an offering and the stock fell, it went up 400% after that. So offerings and 
you know, short-term things are really hard to tell. But what I would really say in this thing is, I agree with you. The trend is going to be higher for Penn. That's what, what I agree with. But here the, here, the challenge that we're having in the market is people are jumping in these things to try to find the next Tesla. And are they jumping in too fast? I still own Penn. I still own it. And I'm staying in it because I believe like this is a short-term drop. And I believe it's over 75 shortly. But um, it's just like new offerings, new specs, new online gaming things. And so how much money is there? I mean, if we really want to see a rally to 80 on Penn right now, the stimulus has to happen. That's what I believe. So um, if it, 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 like, I know Joel mentioned the support of 62. Right now, I'm not taking anything off on Penn. I mean, I took stuff off, off before, but I, you know, bought more stuff. I think it's a short-term thing. I agree with you. There's more support. I mean, I, guys, I want to bet on Bryson DeChambeau. I have no way to do it. I'm in New York. I could literally take a subway or whatever, a train. I think there's a way to get to Philadelphia. And I could go bet on Bryson because it's legal in Philadelphia. Like, that's my only way to really go do it. So, um, at least I think so. And, and, so. and New Jersey. And New Jersey, Jason. It is? Yeah. So I can just take a, so why can't I pretend I'm in Jersey? I'm just like a water, a, a river away. Like what the heck? Like I can just, you got to go physically. I, I know it's the armpit of America, but you have to physically go to New Jersey. So how maybe. does the freaking place know? I don't know about that. All right. Well, maybe I'll do that. So we have our Benzing as our lunch uh, quarterly lunch and learn. Maybe I'll do it after before I fly home tonight. But um, yeah, I just I'm liking I'm liking the market and, and seeing some of our trades do well some of our investments like the upworks the tast had a great week one stock i've been in for forever and i don't think i talk about the show is del taco that much but i've been in del taco for probably three years i think i bought it originally at 10 the symbol is taco i bought it at i think originally 1050 it went all the way down to three or four dollars i got i bought i think i bought del taco originally at 12. i bought a bunch at three or four dollars so my average cost on it is 570. And this week, it really rocketed. And why have I not sold it? I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you. Because I'd like to be a little bit diversified where I have something totally uncorrelated to online stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's a total diversification on Del Taco, but it's like, I own a taco company. And um, at one point, it was at $4. I tried to get some of my private equity friends to do an LBO of it, a leverage buyout. <laughs> um, I did. My, fr my friend was on the board. My friend was not on the board of Wendy's, but he's very involved with the Wendy's. When they did Wendy's, he had like 100 franchises. So they looked at buying at $4 Del Taco with the amount of franchise it has and the, the margin per franchise, Dennis, it had opportunity. It's only in a few big states, only in a few states. So I've owned this Del Taco for a while. And I'm not selling it only because I like to have stuff that's not the stocks that everyone's talking about. Right. So it's not just all tech. It, it it's not just all tech. And I own, and I own, I mean, and I own a few more of those, but I, but I'm being honest. I own like, you know, the Twilio's of the world and I own BSTO. People are talking about that. I own Zoom. I own my favorite one is, you know, Slack. I own that one. And um, it's like tacos. Yeah. People are going to continue to eat. I mean, Spencer, this week you had like 16 tacos. So I like, where do you get tacos downtown? I don't know. Oh, that. Gets it. Just, right. You look at his desk, Joel, there's taco shells everywhere. It's like, <laughs> oh, and then another stock that I, you guys, I still own Generac, G-N-R-C. I'm not selling Generac for a year. I'll tell you that. I've owned it since I owned the call options. I let the call, I, I sold one of my calls and then I let the call go into common and I'm owning that for a year. I think you know what? I want to, I want to mention this stock real quick because I know the Generac because oh. I've never seen a commercial on TV for Generac until this week. I've never seen that. Oh, really? so, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that I've never just, seen a Generac commercial. What I, is the commercial I, I, about? Oh, they're just like, hey, you know, I, I think it's great timing. Like, be prepared, you know, and then like shows all these people sitting in their living room watching TV and then the, the lights go down and then <laughs> they come. No, I mean, asteroid heads. Yeah, we've had one for years, and I don't. I mean, it it could just be, you know, if they could hit more people mainstream. I know they're not cheap, but that's knocking on the door of a breakout. If it can hang up here just a little bit longer and it's take had out a breakout, two, four, I, I think I bought Generic like at one twenty when it was called. So it has risen a lot in the last like three three, three highs of two. Well, two fourteen would be another breakout for me. Oh, uh, if it broke two fourteen, okay. By the way, I did open the chat, guys. So I, I'm in the chat now, and um, so if I see. Oh, Kathy Wood. Yeah, Kathy Wood is coming on in November, November like 10th. I just talked wow. to people. So Kathy's a great person. She's in Michigan now. She's traveling right now, but she gets all the rage and all the press right now. I knew her when she, I knew. I knew her. I guess I could say I knew her. I knew her when. Um, very nice. Jason P L T R. I mean, that is just. What do you got any thoughts on that? That that just. I don't know if it's the same person. Asking about it, but they the want to know. Palantir. Yeah, it's a new IP. Palantir. Oh, Palantir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a ton of thoughts on it. Everyone's talking about it, and but maybe it's gonna be like another WKHS where it just rockets. Or the last time Mitch Hodge gave that to me, uh, WKHS, I was like, just wasn't interested because I'm like, whatever. And this this one could be that. I'm not in it. I know, I know the guys behind it. I think they're smart, but I'm not. I'm not in it right now. But I think I mean this company. They focus on defense, you know, heavy spending, security, and they're a very, very smart company. Uh, it's a very smart company. I mean, like, what about anyone buy Asana yet? Uh, so that's been thrown out in the chat today. Uh, I None of us are along it. Um, well, that's too bad. I just on. real quick. Are you on it? I told you guys the Benzinga plays. Buy the stocks that Benzinga you know, subscribes to, and you win. It's just, it's just, it's just like clockwork. I believe Asana actually is getting a downgrade today. If Good. I'm mistaken, uh, or it's, want... it's written as a no. I'm just uh, just to uh, clarify. I believe Bernstein, not a downgrade. Sorry, I believe it was yeah, initiated Kim. with a sell. Yeah. Was, was it Bernstein, yes. Spencer? It was initiated underperformed. Yeah, I want Asana to fall to around twenty-two dollars, and then I'm going to buy some. I don't own it yet, but I want to buy Asana. Um, you know, so Sarah, follow me on Twitter at Jason Rasnick. And you can DM or tweet me, and I can answer more. You'll be able to get some of my trades in Benzinga, um, Gordon Johnson, the $15 Tesla price target. I'm going to have Kathy Wood on and Gordon Johnson debate each other. Uh, that, that, dude, that would be good. Let's get that. Let's make that happen. Um, uh, real fast. Spencer wants to kick me off. What a jerk. Go ahead. You know, I, no, I, I want to say if you – so people <laughs> ask about T-shirts. If you send – uh, whatever your trading platform you on, you're on. If you send them, send them an email saying you want to see Benzinga news in your platform, and then screenshot that and email it to Jason at Benzinga.com, we'll get you a T-shirt. Yes, yeah. and give me, and then give me your size in that email yeah. and your address. Right, so that's also important. Exactly what Spencer said, and then tell me what things you want us to build. Pre-market recommended. Let's pre-market prep. Let's put it. On, let's put it on the pre-market prep page. We'll put you. We'll build you some cool tools. We have two developers ready to go and kick some butt and um we're in new york today you know the city doesn't sleep if you want me to i was going to take you guys out on the street and go like in front of goldman Sachs, but i didn't 
What? Spencer, what? Spencer's talking again. What's what? he saying now? It's too, too loud, too noisy, and I, I, I want to let you go. because One crazy. question, though, before you go. How, what do the streets look like? Like, how's New York yeah, look? Are, people, are people spooked yeah. here still, or are they like, no, COVID's nothing Dennis, burger here now? Dennis, be careful. Spencer's about to kick some butt. He's about to kick you <laughs> out. All right, so um, two things. John D., you can subscribe to Jason's picks. You can. We'll figure out a way. Just My email is jason at benzinga.com. So people um, on the streets. They're, everyone's really like, masks are worn by 85% of people and like it's the younger people are not taking it serious I would say the older people are like this bar outside in my my hotel here they were it was crowded last night I went to bed at 9 15 last night but it was um it was crowded when I was walking back so it's it's the streets are not crowded like it's like you have room to walk it's not like new, typical New York but it's um also not barren it's not it's not dead you know uh, there's a lot of cars on the road there's a little bit of traffic like there is it's definitely picked up the, the pace is picked up here in new york and by the way around the country 40 or 35 percent of people, workers are back in the office in new york it's 10 percent in la it's 10 percent but around this country about 35 percent of people are back are back in um the office and real quick, Chad, Asana is a way, project management tool. Slack is a way to communicate, okay? Are you guys pumped up for today? You loving the pre-market prep show? If you are, do one thing. Go to YouTube and hit the, the, uh, the thumbs up button right now and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate your host. Send them tips. Do whatever you need to do. And Spencer's trying to cut me off. Cut me off. It's okay. Love talking to you guys. Have a great day, Mitch, Robin, uh, Steve Y, Mike. We love you guys. Joel, Dennis, have a great weekend. Josh Rasnick has a big baseball tournament this weekend. against Go a Josh. Team. All they right. Might, they, they probably are going to get destroyed. Don't tell Josh I said that. But <laughs> yeah, I hope Joel, he doesn't watch the show. Joel, they're probably going to lose like 23 to 2. Uh, <laughs> like, it, 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 it's going to be terrible. But, you know, the coach already sent us an email to say, you know, make sure you guys, so, you know, console your kids and tell them that, you know, if you're, if you're failing, you're learning or whatever, you know. PJ Williams in for the tip. Joel, take right. that 199 to the, the, the race. He's been on a horse. Who else is going to give Joel betting money? Joel, <laughs> betting money. Joel loves his horses. All right. Good night, guys. Love you guys. All right. And <laughs> All right. I, I want to uh, have a PSA. I have a PSA real fast. Public service announcement. We talked about this earlier in the week. Uh, Apple, the iPhone event is Tuesday. We talked about this trade on Monday or Tuesday of this week. The iPhone event is in three days, all right? We know stocks yep. trade up into these events. We said yep. we'd mention it later in the week. We almost Thank forgot. You. I just wrote it down. Write down Apple. Keep it on your radar. Big event on Tuesday, which means focus on it today and Monday. Uh, and the way I play it, to take the market risk out of it, I'll probably buy Apple and short the cues against it. And then I eliminate that risk that tech, you know, gets a wreck over the weekend. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I want to try to extract the alpha from the event. So I will probably be long Apple short cues going into the weekend, thinking that they're probably going to talk a lot about Apple on Monday. There we go. So, and then maybe holding that right to Tuesday. So that's my trade, how I'm going to play it. Um, you can just flat out go long Apple. Obviously, you have a risk if tech rolls over, then you know obviously that's your risk. So I'm trying to eliminate that Big risk or at least reduce wonders. that risk by hedging it. But I like the Apple short cues. All right, real, real quick, uh, we're knocking on the door of the pre-market high here. Uh, no quit in the market up 21.75. Uh, not seeing much on here on uh, resistance. Uh, I have your, your glowbacks high from September 4th. They're at 34.76 and a quarter. 
So that's only 17 handles away. So that definitely is a, t and if you go based on the nine day average trading range, uh, you bulls are going to be salivating here. Uh, we could trade up to 35, 10 and a quarter. That'd be uh, one heck of a way to recap the week. But right now, keeping a track on that pre-market high, 34.60. All right, that's a wrap for us. Hit that like button. We appreciate all the likes and the super chats and the participation and the comments and all of our chats. Catch a replay of this. Super chat. We're on, we're on every podcast platform as well. Uh, thanks to Jason Rasnick. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, <laughs> not for investing or Trading advice. We'll be back at 3:40 p.m. Eastern time. Everyone have a good rest of your trading day. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save... You can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.